If you're listening to the background, our audience is also distributing Pokemon cards. So um, quick plug, Denali, D-E-N-A-L-I dot M-K-T, Denali dot market. If you want any card selling gigs. That is our ad for today. Hashtag sponsor us in the future if you would like real ads to play. But for now, the main show. Hello and welcome to Enjoy the Wander. I'm Unji. I'm Wanhee. And you're here joining us for our very first podcast of 2021. We are super grateful that our mere pilot episode got over 70 listens. Wow. (laughs) I actually didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. I I was expecting like five, three from me, one from maybe one. I don't even know if one would have listened. And then like probably one from my mom and my sister or something, but 70 plus listens. We are just floored by that. And that just motivates us to come here and be vulnerable, be raw and be one. (laughs) So (laughs) vulnerable and raw. So with that, um, something we kind of allured to, is that a word? Alluded alluded to. (laughs) Alert is to attract. (laughs) That's not the right word. (laughs) Something we alluded to was that this year we would kind of pick different topics or different themes and then navigate that throughout the year. And so our first theme is... Identity. Tell us, tell me more, Juan. Tell me more. (laughs) So uh, I think the reason we picked this uh, topic uh, originally was because during our conversations and during our planning for this podcast, we realized like there are a lot of things that are important to us as individuals, um, both things that we share in common and things that are very different. Things like being Korean American, being Christian, um, Unji being a mom, me not being a mom. You know, things like that where uh, so many different factors play into who we are as people. And I think both of us wanted to explore that uh, to kind of a deeper dive than we have done in the past. And I think uh, we want to start off the podcast this way because I think it helps you all as our listeners know who we are as people and also like sets a foundation for where we're going to go in the future. Yeah. Um, And I think the, the best way to kind of transition into that is, you know, the first thing that you do when you meet someone is you go, hi, I'm, I go, hi, I'm Josephine, but I go by NG. And then what is, what do you say when you introduce yourself? So I go by, it used to be very different. Uh, It used to be like, hi, my name is Juan. Um, Or it used to be, hi, my name is Juan He, but you can call me Juan. Or, Mm. uh, but these days I just go, hi, my name is Juan He. And that's it. Interesting. I would yeah. learn. I would love to learn when Juan, when Juan. He, but you can call me Juan. And why now? Hi, I'm Juan. He. Yeah. So I think if you ask people from different stages of my life, they'll know me by different things. So if you ask someone um, from when I was in kindergarten up until high school, they'll know me as Juan. He. Um, if you ask my high school friends to uh, my college friends, they'll know me as Juan. And then if you ask people from college to like now, it's a weird mix of both. Um, And I think the reasons for that, so when I was super young and I came here to the States for the first time, that was just the only name I knew, right? Like that was a name my parents gave me. That was a name my parents used on all my official documents. And that that was just what I went by. Um, But then... So So Wanhee's your like real name. Yeah, Wanhee's like my full first name. Um, But then when I went to high school, I went to a different high school than all my friends. So I met new people and they were asking me like, hey, what's your name? Like, how do you introduce yourself? Uh, And then I was like, oh, my name is Wanhee. But then 
I, somewhere along the line, someone was like, oh, do you ever go by Juan? I was like, no, but you can call me that if you want. And then ever since then, I think it just stuck. And so uh, pretty much up until maybe like two years ago, anyone that I met for the first time along that time period knew me as Juan. Um, and then uh, I think two years ago, I attended this Asian American Leadership Conference and uh, there wasn't any like specific topic about names or, or things like that, but we just talked a lot about identity and who we are as people and a lot about our heritage and our culture. And I feel like one of the things I realized is, you know, Juan's not really my name. Mm-hmm. You know, people, when I go to like McDonald's or In-N-Out, they ask like, hey, what's your name? Uh, I say Juan. And then later I look at the receipt and it's like J-U-A-N, <laughs> you know? And so that's like the, like, every time that happens, I'm like, oh, that's not me. Or um, I look at someone's phone and they've like put me in as like Juan Lee, you know, and then that like looks super weird to me. And so I realized, you know, if I really want to like own my name, that I need to introduce myself that way from the very beginning. And so I started introducing myself as like, uh, as Juan He. And uh, I think initially it took a little bit of like time getting used to it. it. What was really weird was my coworkers knew me as Juan first, and then I had to like teach them or like inform them like hey like I wanted to like go by my full first name and it took a little bit of time to make those changes um yeah and I know like Angie you knew me as Juan yeah in San Antonio yeah definitely so yeah. we were definitely on a Juan basis <laughs> and I I personally think like name is so important right and so I was like yeah Juan like Juan's the third wheel bestie that we have in San Antonio he's like our go-to he's like what makes San Antonio feels like feel like home right and then we moved to Houston and we get reconnected and this is I guess after he attended the conference and then suddenly I hear Juan he Juan he Juan he and I'm like um, what the heck? Like, are we not close? Like, how did this happen? And so then I was, you know, like wondering why. And I think even in this realizing, um, you know, that was a stage of when it was the uh, Wanhee, but you can call me Juan, right? And so I think that, I was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll just call him Juan if that's what he goes by. Um, but then later, I actually also, when I first met him, thought it was Juan, J-U-A-N. Um, I don't know why, but <laughs> that's what I thought. I think now realizing, you know, he wants, he identified that and wants to then be called that you know it, it's hard because after you become so close with someone you have that name but Juan is not that name so it was like Juan he Juan he sometimes I've Juan he Juan he Juan he and by the way it's not Juani it's Juan he okay because I started doing Juani and I was like I think I'm doing it but it's Juan he um and so I think even in that like making sure um you are called by what you would want to be called and I will say Matt was like uh-uh never gonna do the Juan he but even even Matt um, has done it, and I'm so proud wow. of him. Hey, boo. <laughs> <laughs> He's here in the room if you didn't know. Yeah. Um, I think that's really cool. One thing I would also want to know is, like, I think it was helpful that this conference you attended was with your coworkers who were ultimately the main people you would have to have taught, right? Like, mm-hmm. for, for friends like me, like, I'll be, oh, what the heck, but that's an easy conversation, and that's an easier change, right? But for, for people that would have been that harder change, like what did that conversation look like? Yeah. I first kind of had to explain like the reasons why I wanted to go with my full first name, right? Because I think there are a lot of, even in, like in American culture, there's a lot of people who shorten their names, right? Like William, Will, Michael, Mike, you know? And so that's like a normal thing. But I think people saw my name being cut short as like something similar right mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it's just a shortened version of my f- first name when in reality it's um 
not quite the same, right? Like in Korean culture, like we have three characters and it's like you're cutting out one of the characters and just giving them, calling me by just one of them, which is, you know, like you're missing half the name, right? And so uh, explaining kind of the context behind that, I didn't explain it to like kind of that level of detail, but I think that's kind of the, the process that I was thinking through at that time. I think what was helpful for them was if I'm wishy-washy on where I want to be called or who, what I want to be called, then it's confusing for other people. You know, it's like in this situation, do I call them this? Do I call them that? You know, but mm-hmm. uh, because I was like, because I was pretty set and confident in where and how I wanted to be called, I think that gave them clarity of like, oh, just moving forward, like this should be his name, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that helped a lot in my own confidence in owning my name. Because if I'm not confident, then how is someone else going to feel about calling oh. me my name? You know, I know you're speaking to me. Right now. <laughs> um wow yeah that's that's a really good realization you had and i'm glad that the first i guess like potentially uncomfortable conversation was actually a successful one with mm. your coworkers. so what is your full name like my full legal name uh-huh. one he lee okay so you have no middle name Mm-mm. and then it's one he together or separate separate so it's w-o-n space h-e-e is my first name oh so you have two space mm-hmm. names Oh, yeah. I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, wow. uh, yeah. So my first name, like legally, is W O N space H E E, and then my last name is L E E. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I. So I think for me, like, I know the story of my name. I think it's something that I've, like, really felt more comfortable in. I think this past two years, but. Linji, I know that you kind of like flip-flop back and forth. Sometimes. The confidence yeah. is not with me. I am wishy-washy at 29 years old. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, everyone has their moment, you know? But I feel yeah. like when I see you meet new people, I can see you processing. Yeah. You know, like, what? how do I introduce myself? Right. You know, and it kind of varies depending on, like, who you're meeting, like, what type of people they right, are. Right, right. You know, right. so I'm curious, like, how you feel about your name and kind of the thought process that you've put into it. Yeah, because even you had mentioned last episode that, you know, oh, this girl, this Asian girl, this white guy, but she introduced herself, um, Josephine. And it's like, yes, it's a very, like, uh, memorized. Hi, my name is Josephine, but you can also call me Unji. You know, um, and I usually say that, I don't know, like, when I was growing up, I was fully Josephine, right? Um, I got Josephine from my mom who had wanted me to be a boy. So she was going to call me Joseph from the Bible. But then I was a girl. So it's Josephine, right? It's a it's a special name. But I don't actually remember why or how. But at church, and only at church, I was called Unji. My, my sister was Jessica. My brother was Alex. But I was Unji, right? And I just like, that was just me. And for me, my closest, closest friends were at church, right? And so somehow Unji became like this oh, you're in my, like, close crew. You're, yeah. you're like, family, basically, mm-hmm. right? And so so that was kind of, like, what happened. But I never wanted to be called Unji in school. Um, and Josephine was super natural for me. Josie, Jojo, uh, Mojo, Jojo, when put um, – what was that called? Powderpuff Girls. Powderpuff, <laughs> right? But Pussycat Dolls, Josie and the Pussycat Dolls, right? There's all these, like, nicknames with Josephine that I really loved. Um, and I was called Josephine. And I don't – I don't really know when. I think it was like middle school where I started having some best friends that were Korean. And then they heard me being called Unji at like home. So then they started like mixing it up too. And then, yeah, like I I think ultimately it was in college, right? Mm. And college was when you didn't have a school and a church. You were just kind of like 
all mixed together, right? Mm-hmm. You had uh, you had UT or I went to UT. You go there and then you have a school, but then your ministry is usually members from the same school. Yeah. And I think that's when I didn't really understand how to start to differentiate because I wanted my close friends to call me Unji because it was almost like this, you know, Unji is this rooted identity in me as well that I don't want to lose. But I also don't want it to be mispronounced. And and so I guess like as I started mixing certain friend groups, respecting one's culture and those things were kind of like not the trend but like becoming more of an awareness right mm-hmm. and so people wanted to respect you know i want you to go by what you're comfortable with like i'm gonna call you unji because like that must be your name or something mm-hmm. right and i think that's when i was like well my name is not unji my name is josephine right and i don't know if you noticed but i actually say my name is josephine but i also go by unji i don't want to say you can call me unji because it's this really passive but intentional way of letting them know uh that i have potentially two names that I am referred by so they don't get confused, but they're not yet at the same time giving them the permission to call me that. I think because I want to have both names or that's that's what was most comfortable to me growing up. And then suddenly it wasn't. And then I got Unji, I got Yunji, I got Enji, I got Angie, I got Ungi. And so then I was just like, I don't know like what to do. Nor did I know yet what that meant to me. I just know that sometimes it made me cringe, I guess. Um, and I think that's partly because I don't want to lose the name Josephine because it also ties in with like faith, right? It's a story that comes from the Bible and it has meaning from what my parents named me. And that is my truly legal name. Um, it's not like my name is Unji and I've picked in a uh, quote quote americanized name and so yeah even as i share this story there's still lack of confidence in it yeah but i feel like it's not even i think hearing you talk about it it doesn't even seem like it's like necessarily lack of confidence because i think the difference between my name and your name is that like my name is my name like Mm -hmm. i don't have a different variation of it it just got cut short you know Mm -hmm. and so that's just like my real name but in your case it like there's so many different layers that you have to think through, you know? Yeah. And so I feel like that's a different and a harder situation. And I think one thing I'm really now is harder because like Josephine is a biblically rooted name for mm. me. However, Unji is a name I had growing up in the church where that is where I was like on fire for the Lord, right? So like part of me doesn't want to lose that part of it because Unji is also what I hear when I hear like, the Lord speak to me, right? And so so there is like this deep rootedness with that as well. Mm. And then now it's like, my name was Josephine Unji Chief. But now, you know, I'm married to the, to the love of my life, Matt Kohler. <laughs> I always told myself I would take my husband's name. But I will be honest in saying I always thought I would name, I would marry someone that is like Korean culture rooted or like in the last name as well because Matt is half Korean right but his last name is not Korean but I was like it would not be fair if I did not take his name just because of that right because I knew I was always going to take my husband's last name and so now I am Josephine Kohler and so then I'm like identity crisis even more that just sounds like like a white woman right and I'm just like I'm like I'm not the best at Korean but I have so many strong roots within like my Korean American upbringings and so then I was like, oh, I have to be Unji Kohler, but I don't want to like legally change anything because everything is super important to me. And so, yeah, that is mm. where I am. Mm. How much of it do you think is rooted in like figuring out your identity versus also like other people's convenience? Oh, yeah. Because, right, like your name, like 
if someone was to look at it on paper and someone's not used to Korean names, it's like E U N J E E. Like mm-hmm. people aren't used to pronouncing that, you know. And yeah. Um, oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, and so like, how much do you think is like rooted in like this internal identity struggle, which is like totally valid, right? Yeah. But then there's all, maybe also another side of of it's really hard to say. It might be inconvenient for other people. And it, yeah. You know. No. So so basically, if you can say my name, like say it, right? If my name is Josephine and you can pronounce Josephine, then great. But if my name is Unji, I think part of me like doesn't want to lose what that means even in pronunciation, mm. right? To be Unji. And so when I do hear Unji or Angie or NG or Yunji, it does like it feels like it's not my name, right? Mm. And I and I want to respect the person who's trying to respect me. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, I don't know how to have that conversation mm-hmm. because it's like it almost sounds like exclusive to them. It's like, oh, you can't say my name, so then please call me Josephine. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you right there, you can say my name, so then you can call me Unji if you want, right? Mm-hmm. Because I, I respond equally to both. Do you have a hard time correcting know. people when they mispronounce your name? Um, I think that also depends. Yeah, like you said, uh, maybe on race, maybe on age even. Mm-hmm. If they're younger, I might have more comfort than if they're older. I did. I called out actually... I don't know if you would ever listen, but um, Joseph Pawu called me Yoonji all the time. And I got really, no, I didn't like it. So I told him, stop calling me Yoonji, right? So that's helpful. Because I think in certain conversations where it's like friends, I feel comfortable doing it. Mm. Um, Matt sometimes does NG, but he's gotten so much better. He's like in the beginning, in the beginning, not anymore. So I think like, you know, it's not like I want to cut someone off right away. Yeah, yeah. But I also would be like, it's a quote, like put some respect on my name, yeah. you know? <laughs> So, so I guess like, but I don't want to force people to have to practice it. Mm. So yeah, and <laughs> this is where the wishy washy. Like I'm trying to be Joey in the age of thirty. What the? So Joey, who but are Joey's you? <laughs> sorry, because... I'm not putting down your name. You be who you want to be. <laughs> so I've always wanted to be Joey growing up because mm. I want to be like I was a tomboy. So if I actually had a nickname that I would choose, it would have been Joey, short for Josephine. But then you know, NG, it's all you know, it's all good. So. Mm. I don't think there's like a wrong, it's like your name, you yeah. know, there's not a wrong way or right way. So if you feel confident in introducing yourself as like, my name is Josephine, but you can call me NG, you can own that too. Coach me on how to have a conversation. <laughs> Let's say I say, oh, you can call me NG. I say, oh, okay, like Yunji or Unji or NG or whatever. Then what, what what should I say? Oh, no, it's Unji. Uh, I mean, I I think <laughs> I have the benefit of having a name that's like relatively easy to pronounce, but I would say like, Maybe like come up with a word that's like has that sound in it, you know, that people normally say. Like enjoy. <laughs> no, that's not the same. It's not the same. Okay. <laughs> but like you know, finding a word that has like that syllable in it, like then, yeah, I, don't I think know. that's also hard because the un syllable is actually not. You can't really translate that. Un, un. I. That's in. In un. Oh, un. That's inundate. No, it's in an inundate. In an. Oh, wow! We just <laughs> thought of it right here, guys. In live right now. If you want to say unji, say inundate. Harden. Harden. James Harden. But harden. Harden. Oh, like when it oh, hardens. Yeah. Harden. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love inundate, Matt, but harden is a little easier. Yeah. Harden. Harden. It's hard un, because I think... But you don't say James Harden. You say James Harden. Un. Unji. Yes. 
I think it's hard because like in English, you don't have a word that starts with that sound. Yeah, you know? not at all. Yeah, it's sometimes like in the middle or at the end. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so I guess one thing I, I am curious about, like you mentioned your last name changing from Chi to Kohler and like obviously that happens because of marriage, right? You're entering into this new life stage where um, you are not single anymore. You're married. You have a husband. Like you guys are starting your own family. Um, and I feel like that's like a pretty big transition and very different from like what you have already grown up with right mm. so I was curious like how this has all kind of played out for you oh yeah um yeah I, I feel like I've had some pretty key identifiers in my life one being a believer Korean American a sister and a daughter um a friend sometimes I'd like to think I'm an entertainer even if it's just for myself and um like an educator now, right? Those are all things like I've really held true um, to who I am. And so I think recently I realized like none of those ever conflicted with one another, right? So mm. even though I was a believer in the church, I still played my role of being a daughter, like the youngest daughter or the younger sister or um, a good friend to those around me. I played all my roles well because they never conflicted, right? I fully embraced all the identities in my life. Right. And I think right now I'm just going through a stage of wondering, like, you know, at 25 years of being the youngest daughter or the youngest sister or, you know, I think those things do conflict with being a wife or a, a mother, because that does mean right now, like, you know, Matt and this and Matt and my family of three is supposed to be the most important family ministry in my life. And I think um, because our family has such a strong identity and strong traditions and strong like customs and like a strong sense of belonging, I think sometimes I don't realize when I'm not doing that well. So I think this year I want to dive deeper into not so much breaking the 25 years of doing this one thing well, um, but also making sure I set strong culture and strong roots um, into how Matt and I want to continue to grow mm -hmm. as a couple and how we want to raise Jaden, particularly first and foremost as a colder family of three, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so even like, what does that look like in terms of being a mother and, and really wondering, you know, I'm such a people pleaser and I want to validate everyone's advice that they have for me and everyone's um, thoughts in terms of how to love and how to grow as a mom because I have so many great people in my life that can share that into me and speak that into me. But I think also something that God has really convicted me with in the last few weeks is um, how to find my authority as a mom. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's something I'm also excited about in this different life changes, finding that authority and finding that voice and confidence to say like, I know what's best for Jaden, even if I've never been a mom before. Um, but yeah, so I think I'm excited to kind of look into that as this new stage um, continues to mold. Mm. Um, yeah. I feel like that's like a hard transition to happen, even if you weren't the youngest in a family before, right? Yeah. Because we only, the only thing we know is what it's like to be the children of the family. Right. You know, even though we're like 29, 28, 30, whatever, like that's the only life we know. But all of a sudden here comes this like little human being and now like you and Matt are the leaders of your family. You're setting the tone and you're setting the culture for your own family. And I feel like that's like a hard transition, even if you were like the oldest, you know, like I'm the oldest. Like mm. I have no idea how to, you know, mm. lead a family or be uh, a leader of my own family, you know? And I mean, I, I might have ideas, right? Like looking at how y'all have a family, um, how some of my other friends have are leading their families. But you know, I think that's like a hard transition and maybe it's like a little harder for you because it is like 
you know, you're the youngest. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's like a natural transition that people go through, you know. Something my pastor said at our wedding ceremony was the like transition from me to we to he. Um, mm. And I thought we were already at the we part. But I'm, I'm, I think I'm realizing now, like, I think we were very much in still the me part. So it's like me and me, Unji, and then me, Matt. Um, but now through this, like, not forcing of a family, right? But now that we have a family, we are having to really establish what this we look like. And so I'm excited to get into that next stage. And then the ultimate goal is he, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's something we're still not fully in together. And I'm excited to get there together once we have been solidified. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm excited for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, we have a special guest in the his house. <laughs> he comes from Dallas, Texas. <laughs> Number 77. <laughs> Alex. No. Woo. Alex, you should come sit over here. <laughs> I will let you take the seat of honor. So in a lighter term of identity, we just have some fun facts about Wanhi and myself that Matt would be too much of a cheater to partake in. So Alex is going to read some facts and then just guess who. And if we want to elaborate on that, we can. If not, we can move on. <laughs> do, you, do you want to read out the questions for <laughs> Pulling it up. I got this email and I thought it was nothing. <laughs> So I responded, cool story, bruh. <laughs> but all right, here are the facts. I took piano lessons until fifth grade. Um, If Unji did, it doesn't show. So, Wani. What do you mean it doesn't show? Every time you get on the piano, you play the recorded songs on the piano. <laughs> He's right, though. It doesn't show. <laughs> Am okay. I correct? Is he correct? Yes, he is. Woohoo! Okay, but to be fair, I quit at fourth grade. So now I'm like very insecure about this. It's okay. Next one. <laughs> I had a friend break up with my significant other for me. Okay, that's kind of cowardly. <laughs> um, and I just said cowardly and I just met Wani, so I don't want to call him cowardly. <laughs> so default, Njinuna. When I was in middle school, it was my first boyfriend, Steve Lee, but it didn't really count because he asked me out on like the AIM instant messenger. Uh And then I told my friend Grace Chung, I don't want to be with him. So she said, okay, I'll break up with him. And then, yeah, it's a longer story, but basically. Wait, AIM is like a legitimate way to ask someone out. That's what I I did when I was in middle school. Okay, y'all know you guys said I love you in invisible ink on the away messages. And then you highlight it and you're just like, oh my gosh, she loves me. Whatever, you know back in the day but yeah um man what's the most like romantic thing you did on aim me um i did i think i posted lyrics of like a drop in the ocean by ron pope (laughs) (laughs) that might be the theme song of our podcast now yeah it didn't work okay next one i have a brother and a sister Okay, cool. Like 10% of the planet. <laughs> um, well, I know Unjinuna does. But do you think... Can answers be both? Potentially. Okay, I'm going to say both to this. 
Good job. That's oh, Dunchi Power. I love Kyrie Jim. Um, it should be everyone here. But love? Wani. Amen. Everyone so, should love Kyrie Jim. <laughs> Juan wrote the last two, but I have the same exact facts as him, but it's fine. I love spicy Kyrie Jim from Chodankor in New York. Mm. Get it? Mmm. That's an ad. Sponsor us. <laughs> okay. I farted in a ski gondola right before the door closed. Um, I feel like that's a more common thing than you think. <laughs> Did it happen to you? I feel like I, I do that. You. <laughs> and Jinuna. <laughs> yeah. I did it with my sister and it made us laugh. Mm. And it was the best moment of our hilarious lives. Okay, well, make more memories with your sister. <laughs> um, I'm an ocean person more than a mountain person. Wow, the ocean's so scary. Um, Wani. Wow. Why? Right. Because uh-huh. you like hiking. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Good. Okay, why are you an ocean person? I think as a cat. As a as a Californian, I feel like it's in my DNA. Well, actually, hiking is in California too. But uh, every time I go to the ocean, it's just like so peaceful. I can sit there, just like listen. Would sit. you say it's a part of your identity? <laughs> Would you say it's a part of your identity? <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, no, because uh, I've been in Houston for ten years, and uh, Galveston's uh, not a beach. Uh, I don't know what it is, but it's not a beach. <laughs> so I haven't really, I, I mean, I miss the beach, but I don't like crave it. So, but I do love the ocean. If everyone can think of the same song that I'm thinking of, let's sing it at the same time in three, two, one. If grace was an ocean, we're all thinking. Yeah, I was thinking the beginning, not the highlight already. No, that's a whole different song. <laughs> Wait, what song is that? I, I knew we were gonna get this. I what song is that? He is jealous for me. Yeah, that's that's like an ocean. Oh, we're singing "Oceans" by Hillsong. That's All three of us were. I was gonna sing "Oceans" by Hillsong. Yeah. What? Oh, that's what you were singing. So Unji was the odd one. Wow! What the? What? Next one. My record shower time is fifty-five seconds. How do you know that? You just time yourself when you shower. Wani is an ocean person, so he loves the water. <laughs> so it can't be him. So definitely Unjinuna. Yeah. <laughs> Did you time yourself? Yeah, growing up, I lived with my brother. We're very competitive, and he would always like tell me his time, and then I would go and try to beat what? his time. And then we would go back and forth trying to beat each other's shower times. Okay. Did you get clean in 55 seconds? Yeah, I'm super clean. I mean... Before a baby, I have five-minute showers, which I'm very proud about. After a baby, you know that postpartum hair loss, guys, girls, ladies, you know what I'm saying? So I do not take five-minute showers anymore. Oh, uh, wow. So I feel like Jaden's shower today was 55 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Interesting. The next one, I'm going to guess the same person because it's correlated fact. I've gone seven days without showering. Oh, man, I put two showers. So if, if a person only showers for less than a minute, I'm sure they wouldn't care about showering every day. But someone else in this room also has gone seven days without showering. And who was that? Oh. I've also gone seven days without showering. Oh. Wait, what? Yeah. I didn't know it was you. I was talking about Matt. Yeah, no, I've also gone shower. Wait, why? Days. Ew, why? 
there was a mission trip that we took to Mexico and they didn't have showers. Yeah. And so we... Here's here's the difference. Mine and Wani's were on mission trips to the Lord. <laughs> okay, first of all, Matt, yours was with me. We went to Mount Kilimanjaro and we did not shower for seven days. Oh, yeah, that too. That is what I am talking about. Oh, I thought you meant in your mouth. No, that what, was like a... What is the longest you've gone without a shower, willingly? Four days. <laughs> four days, yeah. That's, I've never gone close to four days. Okay, well, Matt got close. He got three days, so... No, I've probably gone four. I'm with her there. Yeah, we're just yeah. not a showering couple, and that's good that we met each other. It's called soulmates. Have you heard of that? No, we don't believe in those together. Yes, the person you marry is your soulmate. <laughs> I don't know so why much. I said that. <laughs> but, yes, am I done? Is that the last one? Yeah. Wow, you are 100%. Your deductive thinking is amazing. Thank you, folks. If you're not Korean, there's this thing called dunchi called Sixth Sense. I have A plus dunchi. Goodbye. Number 77 out. <laughs> if you liked what you heard from our guest speaker, you'll hear some more um, in the next podcast. Um, I'm excited because next podcast, we're going to continue our series on identity with not just us two, um, but more so... Uh, identity in the lens of COVID. Yeah, so what we're both really excited about is I think this past year has shifted a lot of people's lives, shifted a lot of the way that we see our world, our lives, and um, obviously COVID and quarantining and all these things has affected a lot of people in a lot of different ways. Um, And so in the next podcast, we're going to take some time just talking to people about how COVID has shifted their identity. Um, even if it's in minor ways. Uh, So we're going to talk to some interesting pairings. Uh, So we have doctors and patients coming up. We have teachers and students. We have pastors and church members. And so uh, just a lot of different ways that we can kind of see how life has changed throughout the year. So yeah, I hope that you enjoy getting to know a little bit more about us as we kind of set that foundation of what identity might have looked like in certain ways. And we're excited, like Wani said, to hear from others that have uh, a lot to share. So we look forward to having you join us as we invite you to enjoy enjoy the the wonder. That harmony dough. (laughs) A drop in the ocean, a change in the weather. I was praying that you and me might end up together. 